Good morning, everybody, and welcome in on this Friday. Scott Hardy in for Mary Griffith. Glad to have you along. And uh, we are going to be talking about fire. Not just because we need it to stay warm, but a lot of things are going on with the Quincy Fire Department. And here to talk more about that is firefighter Brian Meyer. Brian, good morning, and thanks for being on the show. Absolutely. Good morning. Yeah, you, and I mean by you, I mean the department, and probably you as well, You've been busy the last couple of days. Yeah, we've been busy the last couple of days, and we've been busy all year. It's been a busy year for us. Yeah, uh, not not just uh, one fire, but uh, two fires in two days that uh, you've had to deal with. And uh, they kind of seem similar, don't they? Uh, I don't know the details on it. I was okay. on one fire, uh, the uh, 700 block of Kentucky fire. Okay. Uh, larger apartment building. Um, it's under investigation. Uh, yesterday's fire is under investigation investigation to uh that's about all we can really talk about yeah. as far as the causes of them i'm not sure what actually caused either one of them at this point right i mean and uh it's yesterday's especially it's kind of one of those where you can and this is just me talking you can almost kind of draw your own all units stand by for road closure information and that happens that happens uh, uh firefighter meyer is on duty and uh those things happen so no problem at all but i was as i was saying uh, and the, the assistant chief Piak put put it in his notes to us in the media. Home was boarded up, doors were screwed shut, no utilities, and yet it catches fire. You can kind of put that together, but like you said, it's under investigation and nothing is official yet. But, right. I mean, we got a pretty good group of investigators that. Uh, I mean, they've gone to numerous hours of training every year to investigate fires, and they can recognize burn patterns and things like that, and really dig through the rubble and try to figure out what started it. But at this time, we're, it's still really early in the investigations. Right. And and there is there really is a science to that, isn't there? I mean, there's just certain things that they can see that uh, if I just walked up to it and it's just like, well, that's just charred stuff. But there's Ab- really- Absolutely. The uh, process of the burning takes, a, you know, destroys the evidence or destroys what it's burning. So, I mean, they've got a trained eye. They rely on that training to uh, recognize burn patterns and all that stuff. And there's stuff I don't, I don't, I'm not even scratching the surface on what they know. Yeah, exactly. The fact that they know that an accelerant would start it. It's right. Just, just, okay, you know it, but I'm not sure how you know it. But, you know, good on you for knowing that here. And, uh, you know, good on, good for you for uh, being on the job. Uh, the thing about, and the reason that uh, you've had a couple of fires in a couple of days, and the reason that uh, you are holding a special holiday safety campaign, they're kind of tied together, aren't they? Yeah, across the country, we see that uh, there's an uptick in fires as the uh, colder weather comes in. People are, you know, trying to keep warm, whether it's uh, using space heaters, fireplaces, that stuff. So across the nation, we see that there's an uptick in fires. And so uh, we... Every year from uh, this time till New Year's Day, we host the Keep the Reese Red campaign just to uh, kind of hopefully remind residents of Quincy to um, take a step back. I know we're all very busy this holiday season, but take, take a step back and look around your own house and uh, just try to think of safety. We're bringing in a lot of fire load into our houses during this time. We got Christmas trees. We got presents. uh space heaters, all that stuff. We're bringing in a lot of energy inside a house. And uh, so we just want to remind everybody, try to keep try to stay safe, try to keep everybody else safe. 
Um, unfortunately, we've had two fires, so that means that two of our lights are now white on the wreaths around the right. station. Right, yeah, and they're around all the stations, and I know you've got a couple of sponsors as well, and they have wreaths too Yes, that get changed as well. But yeah, now that you mention that, it's like, my gosh, there's there's so much fuel for fires that are brought in uh, between now and New Year's. I mean, you, you mentioned the presence with the extremely thin and, and easily flammable paper. Yeah, and also we're seeing um, um, across the nation, we're seeing an uptick in fires caused by lithium-ion batteries. You know, they're going, all these new scooters and hoverboards and all that stuff have lithium-ion batteries in it. These new bikes that you don't even have to pedal anymore, you just press a button and it goes. Uh, All those things are potential to catch fire, and lithium-ion batteries particularly, they combust or when they get overheated or there's a malfunction in them, they create such a hot fire that it, I mean, it's like pouring gasoline. Instead instead of, you know, just slowly burning papers and all that stuff, it's like gasoline burning. It just, the fire just takes off and uh, really puts us on a back foot because it's uh, spread so much quicker. Yeah, I was going to say, since it spreads so quickly, and and you know more better than anybody that, Response to a fire is critical. Absolutely. It's uh, a fire doubles in size every minute. Every minute doubles in size. So it takes a minute for it to, uh, for it to be uh, called into 911. And then we're really fortunate that we have really quick response times in Quincy. I mean, we're quick out the door. We're quick on scene. So, I mean, but even still, you're looking at maybe seven, eight minutes. And so that fire is you know, multiplied eight plus times in size and is no longer just uh, a little fire in an outlet. It's now a whole room at least on fire. Right, right, exactly. I mean, yesterday's fire was fortunate, the location of it, because uh, it was only like maybe three or four blocks from Central. Yeah, it was over on South 14th Street, I believe, right. and we're at 9th in Vermont. So, I mean, we're really close. And yeah. that's the nice thing about having all the fire stations spread out throughout the town is that we're strategically placed to have quick response times, not only to fires, but to medical calls and other emergencies as well. Yeah, and I think that's something that people forget is the fact that um, you just you don't go just for fires. Right. <laughs> you know, medical emergencies, most of them in the city limits, you're also there. All, um, so medical emergencies are ranked on a uh, alpha through delta level, and uh, so we go on all critical emergencies all lights and siren emergencies mm-hmm. were going on uh, so we stay pretty busy with that that's a pretty large portion of our call volume but um especially on the south side of town engine five um they get there super quick um and then the ambulance is traditionally behind us right exactly exactly we're talking with the uh, firefighter brian meyer with the quincy uh, fire department talking about uh, numerous things like the keep the wreaths red program uh basically counting the number of fires that happen during the holiday period between now and the first of the new year one thing we haven't touched on yet is not only are we bringing uh presents with extremely thin paper with uh, very hot running lithium-ion batteries we uh, are also bringing in Christmas trees. Some folks will use the artificial, but some will use live trees, and it's really important to keep those things watered. Yes, absolutely. Uh, it's really important to keep those things watered. They dry out pretty quick, especially we're putting them inside a home that's heated, and that the heated home takes out the moisture in the air, so we're only speeding up that decaying process, and all it takes is just 
one misstep of an overheated bulb or a candle, just anything, and that tree's going to go up quick. And uh, later on in the month, we're get, we'll probably do a um, news campaign with one of the news agencies and actually burn a Christmas tree to show how quickly a uh, dried-out Christmas tree goes off. Yeah, yeah. If it's been in the house and for at least two weeks and it's not been really watered, it's like there's a reason when you throw it out, those needles are so sharp. Yep. And they fall off real easy because they're all dried out. So, yeah, put your water in there. Not only that, uh, some folks will also be having their ovens cranked up extra, extra, you know, longer than they usually do because they're going to be doing a lot of baking. And I know that you talk to people about this all the time, but when you're baking, watch what you're baking. Yes. Yep, you definitely don't want to leave stuff unattended. Don't want to run for an errand real quick while you're roasting the ham or something like that. Um, but with an oven, with the oven, and if it's on and you're cooking something that is on fire, it's contained within the oven. The worst thing you do if you do have an oven fire is open that oven and try to take that um, whatever's on fire out because you're going to be where are you going to put it on the counter where you got wood for your uh, cabinetry and all that stuff. So the oven contains a fire, and most of the time they're snuffed out before we get there. And so the safest thing with uh, oven fires is just keep the oven closed if it is on fire. Yeah, and the main reason why when you open an oven door that the fire expands is because? Because of all the oxygen that runs into it. That that container is going to be oxygen deprived because that fire is burning up all oxygen. And the second you open up that door, just like if we were to open up the front door of a house that's on fire, we're giving that fire more oxygen to spread. Yeah, exactly, exactly right. It's just, you know, oxygen is fuel for a fire. So uh, be sure to watch out about that. And, uh, uh, but basically, we, we're focusing on now the holiday season, but really winter is a far more busy time for you in terms of uh, residential uh, and other types of fires than during the spring and summer, right? Yeah, um, I don't know our numbers exactly, but yeah, we definitely see an uptick in fires this time of year, the colder times, January, February, too. Um, it just how it goes. People are trying to stay warm, and we get that, but we just want to, uh, you know, send out a message to uh, take a step back and make sure everybody's safe, make sure that we're not running extension cords off power strips, uh overloading outlets, overloading areas, um, piling stuff up in front of space heaters and stuff like that. All that is a very big contributing factor to a lot of fires this time of year. Exactly. It's it's really worth it for you to go to the hardware store or wherever you do, instead of buying, buying one of the brown, uh, old-fashioned uh, extension cords, you know, buy yourself, you know, buy yourself a multi-outlet, you know, power strip, because at least, at the very least, you've got a circuit breaker on that thing. Right. And, um, yeah, looking at those um, power strips that have the uh, circuit breaker, that's, that's a great option. Uh, or a thicker gauge uh, wire on an extension cord. Just using the two-prong outlet one that's, you know, maybe 16, 20 gauge, and you're going to try to plug a space heater into it. Hopefully, when you plug that space, try to plug that space heater in and and the plugs don't match up because you need a three prong for that. You're gonna, it's gonna click saying, "Hey, maybe I need to use something that works." Instead of using those adapters that they sell too. Uh, so yeah, using those um, heavier gauge um, power strips or extension cords. But um, what it's kind of getting at is like a lot of times you'll see a power strip plugged into the wall, and then there'll be 
three, four extension cords running off that. That's definitely not something you want to do. You're going to overload that uh, power strip. And even if it does have a circuit breaker, those things can heat up pretty quick. And then if it, there's some, some stuff piled on top of it, that contributing factor to a fire as well. Right. So basically what we're saying is that if you need an extension cord, some of you, it may not look good to have a bright orange cord in your home around Christmas, but gosh, it's a lot safer. Absolutely. It's, yeah. a, it's a lot safer. Yeah. We're going to be talking more with firefighter Brian Meyer from the Quincy Fire Department. There's a lot more that we do need to touch on about that. Uh, we'll do that here in moments. It's 929 when we come back. We'll get an update on the latest commodity news, the first update of the morning here from the Ursa Farmers Co-op. That's on the way on WTAD. Welcome back to the Mary Griffith Show on this beautiful Friday morning. Scott Hardy in for Mary, and we are talking about fire safety and how to be safe for the holidays and so much more and we are talking it over with firefighter brian meyer from the quincy fire department brian welcome back glad to have you along thank you now uh you've got a couple of things that are uh coming up and i know one of them uh it's something that i'm sure that you look forward to uh next friday over at the central fire station yeah december 15th is our annual christmas open house uh so we open up central fire station up to the public to come in uh, we got a very special guest going to be showing up there. Uh, so doors open at 5 p.m., and that special guest with some presents, hopefully, will be showing up at 6 p.m. Uh, we'll have some fire truck rides, uh, some cookies, and some other things, too. So uh, be sure to uh, bring your kids by, have them see Santa, and check out the fire station. we got guys right now putting up Christmas lights. we got the outside lit up right now, and the inside's going to be lit up by the end of the today. Oh, nice. I, I thought it was Joe Henning coming by, but I'm glad it's Santa. So, yeah, Joe's got time on his hands. Do that. But, uh, yeah, I imagine it must be just a really neat time to have kids there because it's like, you know, especially boys, but all kids and big fire engines, their eyes light up. Absolutely. All, all little kids love fire engines. It's, it's always a kick going to the stores and... Uh, Driving around, just seeing kids just running around or waving, looking at us, grabbing their mom and dad, saying, pointing at us and everything. So it's a really special time to be able to bring them inside, let them ride a fire engine, let them check out our big station. They always get a kick out of the fire pole at the central station and just how big the facility is. Yeah, it's a, it's a wonder. Not only, I mean, it is an older building, but yet still it's uh, it's pretty neat to see the building and the fact that it's been around for so long and that it, uh, you know, that distinctive uh, style of uh, architecture that it was built with. So it's always neat to just view that building itself. Absolutely. It is an, it's a really neat building inside and out, and we're very fortunate to be able to still use it to this day. Yeah, it, it really is nice. So uh, one of the program that I wanted to touch on is the fact that uh, – uh, if folks want to have a special bedtime story for their kids, all they need to do is look up the Quincy Fire Department on Facebook, right? Yes. I'm not sure what date that we're actually going to be starting the uh, Christmas stories, but stay tuned. Uh, we got them all filmed right now. Uh, well, firefighters from Quincy are going to be reading some Christmas bedtime stories. Uh, we got a wide variety of books that guys are reading, um, and we do have a um, sign language um it's done in sign language, too, so that way it's accessible to as, mo as many people as possible. Nice, nice. Now, who who gets to read? Is it just somebody that somebody kind of steps up and says, yeah, I'll do that? 
Uh, yeah, so it's all on a volunteer basis. Uh, I know a lot of guys uh, read to their kids on their off days and stuff, and so they get a good kick out of it. Uh, we've got a couple guys that have a great voice for radio that that read to it too. So some guys do it, some guys don't, but we got a lot. We got a great crew of guys that do do it. Well, it's a good thing that they're in the firefighting business because it's a much more secure. It's a it's a it's a, it's a great job to have. I'm sure. I know. Of course, there are dangers, but still, uh, it must be awfully rewarding for you. It, firefighting is one of the greatest jobs there is. I, I'm biased towards it, but it is absolutely a blessing to be a firefighter here in Quincy. Yeah. I, I love it. Every single day, I enjoy coming into work, dealing with the public, dealing with the little kids, and then on the medical side, helping out uh, people in their times of needs and on the fire side, too. The fire, fires are – it's a chaotic situation. But it's something that uh, ne- something that needs to be done, and uh, a lot of us really enjoy doing it. Well, you should be. You should be proud of that. You really should be. So, I mean, you've put a lot of effort and a lot of work into it because it's not just, you know, where you show up and you just say, I want to be a firefighter, and they say, okay. There's a lot you have to go through in order to just to be even considered for the job. Yeah, the testing process is uh, quite rigorous. you got to think two years in advance on it because it is a two-year hiring list. Um and then doing jumping through all the hoops for it, the written test, the interview, going for the polygraph and the uh, background, uh, the background review and all that stuff. It's a process, but uh, and then on once you get hired, you got ten weeks of school to go to, so it it is a process. But when you're done with all that stuff and you're finally on the job and everything. Greatest thing in the world. Yeah, and that school's just not like, you know, like right down the street either. No, we we go up to Champaign for that. It's 10 weeks away from our families, um, Monday through Friday. But they they put us through it, and we come out ready for that next day. We're on we're on shift. We're ready for a fire. We're, we know what to do. We, we got it handled. Very good, very good. Brian Meyer with the Quincy Fire Department, our guest this morning, here on the Mary Griffith Show. Uh of course, how does it work for holidays in terms of who works when? Is it is it based on seniority or is it just like a random draw? So we run shifts. So Quincy, we call them first, second, third shift, and that's just today is a third shift day. So I start at 7 a.m. this morning. I get off tomorrow at 7 a.m. and then first shift comes in, and so it just it's it's completely random. Yeah, it's complete. I mean, it is com- kind of completely random. Uh, sadly, second shift does get um, two Christmases for every four years because of a leap year that happens. They end up getting two Christmases versus first and third shift. They only have to work one Christmas every four years. But as far as working on the holidays, um, we do have vacation time that we can use, but a lot of that's booked out in advance. And so to, and vacation picks are by seniority. But right. Um, if you're smart with how you pick vacation, sometimes as a young guy, you can get off for Christmas. Right, right. And it's like, yeah, you, it, all that has to be managed, I know, because I've been to enough city council meetings to where it's like between the holidays and getting overtime and things like that, that's watched pretty closely. So, But I know at the same time, you just want your day off. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but if you are working, if we are working holidays, we try to make the best of it. We don't want to try to have... A, Big meal on Thanksgiving, a meal on Christmas, all together. Bring all the stations in down Central and celebrate with our work family. Yeah, you know, just time together instead of us sitting at the out stations by ourselves for the whole day. We come down and we have a big meal together, and we get to spend a little bit of time together before we go back to our out stations. Right. One more thing I wanted to touch on, um, and just to make sure that you're still doing this, 
if we've been talking about fire safety and if you're out there and uh, you either have maybe one smoke detector or you have none, you guys still offer a program to where you will install and bring the up-to-date smoke and fire detectors and install them in people's homes. Yes, that's correct. So uh, if you give um, Central Station, uh, it's 217-228-4458, a phone call and tell them that you need a smoke detector, CO detector, then um, they'll be able to set you up an appointment for one of our trucks to come out, install it for you and everything, or even if it's just checking the batteries, um, if it's super high up or something like that and you don't feel comfortable with it, I mean, we do go out and do that too. So just give our central station a phone call and they'll set you up with an appointment to uh, get one installed because smoke detectors are the best thing to alert you to danger, especially at night. Um, th- it, that's what's going to wake you up. It's not going to be the fire crackling or the smoke or anything else. That smoke detector is going to wake you up. It is the biggest life-saving thing that's ever been invented for uh, saving your life from a fire. Um, along with that, um, we also like to try to push a um, uh, close-the-door campaign, whether it, Especially if you're sleeping in your room, your kids are sleeping in their rooms. I know that little kids, they do get scared. They want to leave their door open. But having a shut door, even if it's the just the cheapest door from Home Depot, Lowe's, or whatever, that will keep the smoke and heat out of your child's bedroom for a very long time. And you can get on the Internet and search up photos of it. And just the entire hallway is just completely destroyed, black smoke fire damage everywhere and you open up the door and it's almost pristine inside that door so closing the bedroom doors when the kids are sleeping all that stuff also if your house is on fire and you do leave the house um, shutting that door shutting that front door as you leave shutting your apartment building's door as you leave will help slow down the spread of the fire Uh, we had a fire a couple months ago uh, front doors left open, and I was actually fortunate enough to be on the uh, first truck in, and we got a great video of it. The smoke just sucking in and just adding more and more energy to that fire and contributing to a spread of fire. If that door was closed, not so much oxygen would have got into that fire. It would have been died down a little bit before we got there. Yeah, and if you close it from the outside, I'm 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 assuming that that door handle will still be okay to touch. Yes, and I mean we. Yeah, if it, it, for the civilian side, yeah, that door handle should still be closed. But, I mean, using the back of your hand to make sure that that door is cool before you try to open it is very important so you don't burn your hand. Very good, folks. Remember this uh, information. You never know when you might use it, along with uh, forming an escape plan for you and your family. Ryan Meyer with the, uh, Brian Meyer with the uh, Quincy Fire Department, thank you so much for being in today. Appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Thank you. All right. Very good. We're coming up on 943. When we come back, we will talk more about a live nativity scene coming up this weekend uh, in Adams County. Details about that on the way on the Mary Griffith Show here on WTAD.
morning and welcome back to the Mary Griffith Show on this Friday, December the 8th. Glad to be with you. I am Scott Hardy. And uh, coming up for you this Sunday, uh, it's a great event that you're going to want to take your whole family to. Talking about the Ursa Christian Church's live nativity scene. And here to tell us more about that is Justin Knox. Good morning, Justin. Thanks for being on the show. Doing well. Thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. And you've got yourself uh, quite the uh, quite the show that you're going to be putting on Sunday, starting at 5 at the Ursa Christian Church. And we will finish setting up today and tomorrow, hopefully have everything wrapped up and ready to go for Sunday evening. Wow. Now let folks know what they can expect when they stop by at the Ursa Christian Church at 202 North Warsaw Sunday, uh, starting at 5. What can they see when they get okay. there? Well, when you get there, um, obviously this is about Christ's birth, and it is the journey to Bethlehem. So when you get there, you will come in, and you will go upstairs into our sanctuary, and we will have live music there. And then you will be escorted down the stairs and out to the first scene, and there will be seven scenes. As you go through those scenes, it will depict situations and scenes of Christ's birth and how he got to the manger. Also, there will be live animals as you go through it. Um, and at the end, we'll also have a small scene where there'll be some live animals so that they, the children always love to see the live animals. Um, we will have an area where you can take a picture. When you're done with that, you are more than welcome to join us in the basement in the fellowship hall for hot dogs and soup, free will donation. And, of course, we will have a special visitor down in the basement for the children or adults if you still have a wish list that you want to tell Santa. Very, very nice indeed. So that is coming up uh, Sunday, starting at 5, the Ursa Christian Church's live nativity. I understand you're also going to have a couple of uh, guys dressing up as Romans. We will have the Roman guards. And uh, last year we kind of surprised some people, which was a lot of fun. And it's just another thing that we added in. Every year we try to make it a little bit different, a little bit better. You can't really change the scenes because that's how they are depicted in the Bible, and so you leave them alone. But how can we make it a little more interactive? And so that's what we we strive to do every year to make people really realize what the season is about and, and what Christ's birth means to us and what he did for us. So that's that's what we strive to do. And And actually this year— we are having Lorraine Community Church is joining with us to bring some. We've gotten enough enough characters that we needed more, and they reached out, and we we worked with them, and they're going to join with us. Nice, that's very nice, uh, folks. Are, with the Sunday's forecast, especially Sunday night, I think there's going to be a bit of an adaptation. Then they're going to find out that uh, uh, Romans did wear pants instead of just the togas. So. <laughs> Hand warmers, pants, stocking caps, they wore them all. Exactly, exactly. Uh, it may not be seem totally out of place, but boy, for the soldiers, it'll be nice if they incorporate Carhartt into their Roman uniform. It will be, I'm sure. So. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, if you're wondering, I mean, 5 to 7, that is dinner time for folks on Sunday night, but uh, you're going to help them out with that, right? Yes, we, w- we will have soup and hot dogs in the basement. Once again, free will donation. Um, come downstairs, fellowship time. A lot of people we've talked to that have went through it really enjoy seeing people that they haven't seen for a while and catching up, and it ends up, you know, they they stay a while in the basement and talk. And and that's kind of what it's about, too, is catching up with people and remembering that 
this time of year, we need to slow down. We need to pay attention to what's around us and really focus in on family and Christ. Yeah, and exactly. And it's uh, what a great way to uh, bring it to life, uh, Jesus's birth and uh, the whole start of the Christmas season uh, with this nativity. I mean, yes, it's a great way to get people together, but it's also uh, for you and everybody. It's a nice teaching moment as well, isn't it? Yes, it is. Um, you know, as, as we like to say, Jesus left 99 to find one. So if we re- reach one person in this whole setup that we do in, in this live nativity, we, we reached one person. And that's very important to us. Very good. Very good. It's the Ursa Christian Church's live nativity coming up Sunday, 5 to 7 at the church at 202 North Warsaw Street in Ursa. Th- Brandon, thank you so much for being on the program with us here today. Hey, thanks, Scott. Have a great day and Merry Christmas. You too, and thank you so much for being on with us here on the Mary Griffith Show. 950, we're going to get you into the spirit of the season coming up next on WTAD.